Hey, you're listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information and free resources, you can check out SovereignGraceMusic.org. Thanks for joining us. Hey, welcome back to uh, Sound Plus Doctrine. I'm David Zimmer. I'm Bob Coughlin. And it is good uh, to be here to be talking about this topic. Music is great. Jesus is greater. Uh, This is a third part. It is. That we've been talking about and um, a topic that cannot be exhausted, um, Mm -mm. even in a podcast. Um, So, Bob, where did we leave off um, last week? Okay, well, so far we've covered... You know, the fact that music is is a great thing, but we can value it more than Jesus. So talked about how we might see that in the people in our church, mm-hmm. where we might see them valuing music more than Jesus. And then last week, we talked about how we might see that in ourselves. Right, you a know, practical what, application. Yeah, what are some signs that personally mm-hmm. we might be valuing music more than Jesus? Right. So today, I thought we could talk about why Jesus is greater than music, mm. which should seem obvious, you know? <laughs> but I, maybe we could just spell it out so That's it's great. very clear and That's it great. helps us fight that, that tendency to, you know, make music an idol. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So just get started? Yeah. All right. So first, music is a gift. Jesus is the giver. Mm. Remember years ago, hearing a sermon by C.J. Mahaney, my senior pastor, dear friend, where he said that all gifts are meant to direct our attention to and create fresh affection for Jesus. Mm. That's the purpose of gifts. They're not an end in themselves. They're meant to point yeah. beyond themselves. Yeah. So it reminded me, uh, this point reminds me of a time years ago on a, one Christmas when I did a great husband thing, and I... Only mention that because I hardly ever do great husband things. <laughs> Julie was wanting this table, this big table from Pottery Barn, and I knew we couldn't afford it, but we f- saw it at a Pottery Barn outlet, which is a lot cheaper there. <laughs> so without her knowing about it, I made the trip to the store, which is like an hour away, bought it, stored it at our, in our neighbor's basement, and then mm-hmm. Christmas morning really early, without her knowing it, set it up in our living room, in our wow. front room. So that, you know, Christmas, we'd open all the gifts, and I said, oh, there's one more thing. <laughs> I love that. There's one more thing. So I asked her to close her eyes, brought her out to the front room, and she opened her eyes, and she saw the table. Hmm. And you know what she did next? She ran over to the table, and she started hugging the legs and kissing them and <laughs> caressing them, saying, oh, table, I love you. I love you, table. No, she didn't do that. <laughs> she opened her eyes. She started crying. She was so surprised, probably because I had surprised her. And she turned to me, and she started hugging me and kissing me and saying, thank you, thank you. Mm. That gift created fresh affection in her heart for me. Hmm. That's, That's what music is supposed to do. That's good, yeah. You know, it's it's not the source. It's not the way to happiness. Yeah. Jesus is. Right. It's so easy to 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 view it as the source, especially because we go to it constantly, different mood changes, yeah. different experiences. Yeah yeah. 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 So it's something we value and it is valuable, but it's just not the most valuable thing. Yeah. So Paul, you know, Paul talks about that in Philippians three, where he lists off his achievements and you know the way his, his heritage and who he was taught by, and and he could value all these things. But then he says in Philippians three verse eight, I count everything as loss 
mm. compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Mm. For his sake, I have suffered the, I have suffered the loss of all things mm. and count them as rubbish. Mm. I count them as rubbish. So J.I. Packer, I read something about him writing on this passage, and he said this. When Paul says he counts the things he lost rubbish or dung, King James, he means not merely that he does not think of them as having any value, but also that he does not live with them constantly in his mind. Mm -hmm. What normal person spends his time nostalgically dreaming of manure? Wow. Yet this, in effect, is what many of us do. Yeah, yeah. You know, music is a wonderful gift. Yeah. But it's a terrible God. Mm. And even greater than the gift is knowing and loving the giver. Yeah, well said. So that's that's the first distinction. Yeah. Music's a gift. Jesus Great. is the giver. Yeah. Which leads into the, the, a second distinction. That is, music can provide temporary comfort. Mm-hmm. Jesus provides comfort forever. Mm. You know, I mean... I've done this so many times. I'm sure those of you who are listening or watching have done this many times. You know, you're feeling down, you're feeling discouraged, yeah, yeah. you're feeling sor- sorrowful, sad, whatever, and you go to your favorite playlist. Yeah. I mean, we even create playlists for this mood, this mood, yeah, that mood, yeah. you know. We go to our favorite artist or song to, you know, just encourage ourselves in times of difficulty or sorrow or loss. And mm. God uses music. He uses means to encourage us, to calm us, to even strengthen our souls. But music is not Jesus. Yeah. Only Jesus can give us lasting comfort, yeah. profound comfort, yeah. life-transforming comfort. Mm. It reminds me of the verse in 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 16, where it says, Paul says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort mm. and good hope, through grace. How does he give us that eternal comfort? Well, he might use music as a means, but it's through his grace, and that grace was purchased for us through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. So that means if music, listening to music, doesn't in some way lead me into a clearer or deeper or truer relationship with Jesus, it's possible that it's misleading us. So it's, it's, it's a subtle distinction, but it's a massive distinction because I might not be able to find music that really comforts me and calms me. Mm. Jesus has given us eternal comfort. Yeah. And he's always there. I don't yeah. have to have my iPod. I don't have to have my headphones. Yeah. I don't, you know, he's always there. Yeah, that's good. So it's when you're tying comforts together. Like like a playlist, multiple songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get you get tempted to think, oh, this is actually giving me peace and providing yeah. for me. Yes. But I love what you just said that you don't need headphones. He's always there. He's always present. It's you know, always it, bearing our burdens. And if you're a musician, that that's that sounds counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. Well, no, music is how I like I call myself. Right. Well, yes, as a means, you can calm yourself with music, but music can't give you yeah. profound, lasting comfort. Yeah, yeah. 
Only Jesus can. He's reconciled us to God. Mm. We were under his wrath. No longer are we under his wrath. Mm. We are his adopted children, dearly loved. We we can experience fellowship with him through the Spirit anytime. That's comfort. Yeah. Music can remind us of that. Yes. Yeah, great. Even even instrumental music. You know, sometimes I'll be listening to a an instrumental piece, whether it's um, you know, a soundtrack or a classical piece or whatever. And think, okay, the God who created this beautiful melody is the God that I now know because of Jesus. Mm. And he's more beautiful than the melody I'm listening to. Yeah, and a be- that's a beautiful way to listen and experience music. It's the best it, way it to gives you to great. It gives right. you gratefulness for what you're listening to, but also opens you up to creativity right. of that yeah, there's yeah, jazz yeah. and there's rock and there's pop and classical right. and... Just even the uniqueness of how notes work together it just yes. shows a brilliant and beautiful creator. Yeah. God made it all. Yeah. It all comes from him. Yeah. So another way that Jesus is greater than music, music can point to the truth. Jesus is the truth. Hmm. So this is a subtle distinction. You know, sometimes as Christians, we can think that the goal is to sing songs that are orthodox songs that are biblically faithful. And and that is really important. I mean, if you know Sovereign Grace music at all, you know that's we really value yeah, that. Yeah, you've committed your lives to that. Yes, we're not just throwing out opinions in music. We're not mm-hmm. just, you know, writing about stuff that we feel. We're mm-hmm. we're seeking to write things that are biblically true, biblically faithful, sound doctrine, sound plus doctrine. But that singing those words is actually different from having a relationship with the one we claim to know so accurately. So you can sing true words and not know the one who is the truth. Right. There's a difference. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So just singing true words isn't the same as knowing the one who is the truth. Mm. They can lead us to a greater knowledge of him and stir our hearts' affections for him, but it's not necessarily the same thing because there are a lot of people who sing true words who don't know the Lord mm. or who aren't receiving any benefit from it mm-hmm. because they don't know Him. Well, and only He is illuminating those words to a dead heart. That's right. The Spirit is 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 opening our eyes, opening our hearts to see what this means, why it matters, oh, yeah. and how it affects yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, that's part of my conversion is um, growing up in the church and singing hymns and songs and Sovereign Grace music uh, my whole entire life. And it mm. wasn't until when I was in high school where I heard a lyric from Jesus on my cross have taken and thought, oh, wow. I don't believe that. Oh, I don't wow. think that's true. Wow. I don't think I would want that. What those lyrics are you're saying. confronted by the very lyrics you're singing. And it was the Holy Spirit starting to change my heart. And that was part of how I came to faith, was constantly singing the I words. Didn't know that. I didn't know constantly that. singing the words, but them not meaning anything to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's so great. So music can point to the truth. It, Jesus actually is the truth. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's another uh, distinction. Music can give us a feeling of unity... Jesus actually unites us. Mm-hmm. So, and I was thinking about this during the pandemic. Right. Um, you know, a, a lot of what we miss is that being together. Mm-hmm. 
you know, just, I mean, our, our church has begun meeting and to some degree, and it's just great uh, to be able to do that, even though the whole church isn't there, and I want the whole church to be there. But when we sing together, there is a feeling of unity, and you don't have to be a Christian to experience that. Hmm. Scientists have done studies on this, and they say that there's a, you know, some kind of enzyme or something that's released when people sing together that gives a feeling of unity, Mm -hmm. and we miss that. Jesus actually makes us one. Hmm. It's it's not just a feeling of unity. It is actual unity. No matter what kind of music we like and no matter whether we're singing together or not, we are actually one. So singing together is meant to be an expression of of the unity that Jesus has purchased for us by his blood. That's He's so taken good. down the dividing wall of hostility. Yeah. Uh, it says in, I think I have this right here, Ephesians 2, verse 14, he himself is our peace mm-hmm. who made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. <laughs> so... You know, on the, one, on the one hand, singing together with other believers is massively different from singing at a rock concert, a sporting event, or a karaoke party. Right. You know, it's it's a different thing. Right. But it's not just the music. It's not the music that brings us together. Mm. It's Jesus. That's such an important distinction. Well, it's so easy to confuse because I think yeah. sometimes we can love that sound. We can love the the feeling, the ambiance, the mood. No, no, no. What Jesus accomplished through the gospel is actually unite people who were at odds with each other, who hated mm-hmm. one another, who had nothing in common. Jesus has brought us together. And yeah. it's it's something we can celebrate whether we're separated, yeah. you know, during a pandemic or yeah. when we come together, it still remains true that Jesus is the one who's brought us together. Yeah. And what a common grace that we feel that sense of unity in a yeah, rock concert yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or whatever that we feel yeah. like. Uh, I remember Fabrizio, who is helping us film this, uh, he, him and I went to a concert right before um, COVID shut everything down. And I remember texting him saying, we saw the last live show. <laughs> <laughs> and But that sense of being unified in yeah, a room of strangers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. even more so on a Sunday morning gathering, Yes. But in Christ, whether we are separated from a pandemic or we're gathering together, that unity is through him. Yeah. Not that we know the lyrics or we know the melody. Yes. But that it's through him. I love that. we like the same kind of music. Yes. I love that. that's where I think we can lose our way. And yeah, churches will have, you know, think that unity is about doing one kind of music. Mm No. Uh, as we as we're able to, we should try different kinds of music mm-hmm. and different arrangements and you know, different kinds of sounds. But it's not that that makes us one. Yeah, it's it's the fact that Jesus has paid for our sins. We have been brought into the family of God through His shed blood. We now live in the new life of the resurrected Savior, mm-hmm. and we are fellowshipping in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's what makes us one. Mm-hmm. So you know, even if your music you don't feel like it's that great, and you know people are singing out of tune, it doesn't really feel like we're singing together. 
you are one in Christ. Mm. And that's what we need to, you know, where we need to put our faith in, what yes. we need our confidence in is that, yes, yeah, it's, it's great when the musicians play together and everything's like solid and that's a wonderful thing, but it's Jesus is the one who unites us. Yes. That's great. That's a great point. So one Some more thought. Point. Yeah. And this is the big one. It's just music isn't a savior. Mm. Jesus is. Mm. Music can't save anybody. You know, I've heard you know, artists talk about how, you know, music is, you know, it saves us, you know, save me. And yep. it can't save anybody. Mm-hmm. Our biggest problem is that we are under the judgment of a just and holy God, mm-hmm. and we deserve to be punished. That's our biggest problem. We're alienated him from him due to our own sin and rebellion and the thought that we could manage life without him. Music can't pay for those sins. Jesus can. Hmm. And it's so good that he can. Music can't raise anybody from the dead. Yeah. Jesus hmm. can. Music hmm. can't defeat Satan. Jesus can. Music can't bring us into God's presence, no matter how many times you hear that. You know, this song brought me into God's presence. Yes. No, it didn't. Jesus can. Music yes. can't reconcile us to God. Jesus can. Yeah. Music can't change our hearts. I mean, it can affect our hearts. We can feel emotionally moved, but it can't change them. Mm. Jesus can. Mm. So music isn't a savior, but Jesus is. Mm. And I think the reason we 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 experience these problems, you know, seeing music is greater than Jesus, is we just don't, we forget how great Jesus really is, or yeah. we don't know how great he is. Yeah. We, we, we think we know, but we settle so easily for music as a substitute, yep. you know, music as a unifier, music as a, music as a comfort, music as the main gift, because we don't see how great he really is. Mm. So I, I thought it'd be good if we just talked about how to grow your love for Jesus. Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, it's not that Jesus has been tried and found wanting. Hmm. He hasn't been tried. Mm-hmm. You know, even as Christians, we, we think we know him. And as leaders, we can think our people know him. Mm-hmm. You know, and if if we know Jesus for who he really is, it will change us. It, it, it will change the way we think, it will change the way we speak, it will change the way we live, it will change the things we pursue, our desire, yeah. it changes everything. Yeah. And so we just don't spend enough time reflecting on how great he is. So, so some of the things that I found helpful have been, um, first, starting with you know, acknowledging this, this problem. Like, I really do, often or frequently or sometimes... See, music, I run to music instead of Jesus. Yeah. You know, I don't even think about Jesus. I turn on my playlist and I just, that's good, I'm good. Yeah. Maybe it can be helpful at times when you feel um, like, you know, you want to run to music. Don't. Hmm. Open your Bible. Hmm. You know, read read one of the Gospels. Hmm. Read read one of the Psalms. Uh, Go to God's Word looking for a greater view of Jesus mm. and remember why he's so great. Yeah. Because, you know, Colossians talks about Jesus being the image of the invisible God, 
the firstborn over all creation. Uh, I mean, this description of him is just amazing. Uh, For by him, all things were created Mm. in in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Jesus created everything visible and invisible. Mm. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Someone was saying to me today, earlier today, you know, when we feel like everything's falling apart, and a lot of people feel that right now, Jesus is holding it all together. Hmm. And it's good that we feel that things are falling apart, because we can't hold them together. Yeah. Jesus can. So he's that great. Yeah. So, so go to the yeah. Word, pray, rather than just you know, turn on music. Yeah. I found it really helpful to read books about Jesus, and I want to recommend one I read recently called Gentle and Lowly mm-hmm. by Dane Ortland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read it twice. It is one of the best books I've read in the last five years. Excellent. And it is simply a uh, an exposition or a an exploration of the words that Jesus used to describe himself in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Mm-hmm. You know, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Mm -hmm. And what I learned or remembered maybe in seeing, reading that book, actually what I learned was, I thought I already thought Jesus was really good. Mm. Reading that book... I just realized he's a lot better than I think he is. Yeah. And he's always better than we think he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I read this quote from Charles Spurgeon one time where he said, no one's going to get to the throne of God and look at God and say, you know, I thought you were good, but you're not as good as I expected. (laughs) No one's going to say that. And so we want to cultivate, you know, this, this... this view of Jesus that's great and glorious and compelling and powerful, so much so that when other things come along, like music, and try to pull us away from that, we go, I know what you're doing. You mm-hmm. can't fool me because Jesus is better than you. Mm-hmm. I found um, the Valley of Vision really helpful, Collection mm-hmm. of Puritan Prayers. The Cross of Christ was really helpful by John Stott. A little book called The Gospel Primer by Milton Vincent. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, just just be reading books that that come, you know challenge your view of Jesus mm-hmm. to to be more than it is, to be greater than it is, to be more passionate than it is. Um, so that I found that helpful. Uh, can I share yes, more? Yeah, I mean, you can interrupt me anytime. No, I just was going to say that that's excellent because um, we're always distracted. But especially oh, yeah, now, yeah. when we're isolated from maybe our churches or our friends, or um, we can so quickly run to things yeah. that uh, distract us. Yeah. And uh, well, and everybody's looking for that hole to fill. Yeah. It used to be filled with schedule. I know for me, traveling I used to do a lot of travel. Yeah. yeah. Not doing that anymore. What right. are you going to do with that time? Yep. Yep. You know, and obviously there are a lot of things we can do, but. Why not take time to reflect on how great Jesus yeah. is? Why not take time to reflect on his personal, passionate, persistent love for you? Mm. That's glorious. Mm-hmm. And it, it's 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 what we were created for. Yeah. You know, to know him and to be known by him. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's good to do. And and uh, we can also meditate on what it's going to be like to see his face. Mm. 
You know, there'll be there'll be a day when we we see the face of Jesus, the one who saved us, the one who lived a perfect life for us and died our death and rose from the dead for us and even now is interceding for us. We will see his face and we'll see him forever. And mm-hmm. just to think about that, you know, John says he he who you know considers that he will see him face to face seeks to be like him. Mm-hmm. That's the effect of that. He's mm-hmm. so glorious, he's so beautiful. We wanna we wanna be like him. Mm-hmm. So I got I got a quote here I want to share. Yeah, please. Um and maybe we should finish with this. I don't know. Um, it's Robert Murray McShane. He says, Learn, who was a, a um, sorry, was a uh, missionary to the Native Americans and died at a young age, I think 29. Learn much of the Lord Jesus. For every look at yourself, take 10 looks at Christ. Hmm. He is altogether lovely, hmm. such infinite majesty, and yet such meekness and grace, and all for sinners, even the chief. Live much in the smiles of God. Bask in his beams, feel his all-seeing eyes settled on you in love and repose in his almighty arms. Let your soul be filled with a heart-ravishing sense of the sweetness and excellency of Christ and Mm. all that is in him. Let the Holy Spirit fill every chamber of your heart, and this is what we're talking about, Mm. so there will be no room for folly or the world or Satan or the flesh. Wow. Isn't that great? For every wow. look at yourself, take 10 looks at Christ. And that's, that's just the way we want to live. Yeah. You know, for every look at music, take 10 looks at Christ. Yeah. He's so yeah. much greater. Yeah. He's so much more glorious. We cannot value Jesus too highly. Mm. It's, it's so excellent. Uh, Bob, I'm so thankful uh, that you've taken the time to put all these thoughts down and, um, oh, and share too. them. I think just yeah. sitting across the table, it's just... Uh, I'm just sort of waiting in the expanse of all of this Mm, um, mm. and just feeling the weight of, you know, what I prioritize. Yeah. And being a musician. Yeah. And being a musician and being an artist. And um, so it's just, it's so wonderful to to process these things together. And I know uh, if our listeners are tuned in, they are experiencing the joy as well. But I I thought it would be appropriate if we could just pray. Uh, now sure. yep. and just um, allow a lot of these truths that we just spoke about to sink in. Yeah, um, just taking the time to come before the Lord. That's great. Well, Father, for uh, everyone who's listening, um, and even for those who aren't listening, we we want to see your Son the way you see Him. Mm-hmm. You said multiple times, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased." Father, we, we want to value Jesus as you do. Mm-hmm. We want that, that heart uh, that of treasuring him and esteeming him and wanting to honor him. And Lord, we want to see music put in its rightful place. We want to see it as a gift, a good gift from you that's designed to point our attention to your Son for your glory. We want to taste and see that the Lord is good, not just music, that the Lord is good. And we want music to have its rightful place as a good gift, but we don't want it to be a God. Mm -hmm. So especially for the musicians who are listening, Father, I pray that you enable us to have that heart that sees again and again, music is great, But Jesus is greater. Mm -hmm. 
And may that be reflected not only in our songs, but in our thoughts, and in our words, and in our lives. And we pray this in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.